another episode of Watch the Ticker. Today we have something um, we sort of alluded to in the past that we were going to talk about. Uh, this is by no means the deep dive episode that we were going to do on it, but it is a little, uh, we'll call it a sampler. A little sampler. We just want to have a brief discussion on the impact of politics with the stock market, with how you trade, how you buy and sell, everything that you're going to do and how you evaluate companies going forward. Because it's it's great to look at a company and see everything they're doing and see all the good things that they are trying to do. But if you don't look at the world around them, you're not gonna get the full picture. You're not gonna understand, is this actually a good time to buy? Is this actually a good time to sell? What's truly going on behind the scenes and how is it gonna impact them going forward? So, yeah. um. I want to talk about a couple of examples. I know, Alex, you have an example pulled up. Um, but just a couple of things to sort of get you thinking on this topic and make sure that you are going, okay, yeah, that's maybe something I should look out for in the future. So first thing I want to talk about really quick is the, you and I have talked about it at length, uh, the automotive tariffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a bit, This has been a big talking point for the last year. I mean, really, I coverage on it's picked up tremendously since around, I'd say, May. Uh, there's been a mass amount of coverage that just keeps coming down the pipe. Yes. Um, we have a big date coming up on November 15th when there's going to be some big decisions made on Capitol Hill. But if you don't know what it, what we're talking about, essentially, the tariff would have been a 25% tariff on all automotive imports and so any vehicle that is made abroad anywhere 25 percent, and everything else so and like everything steels else. aluminums the, the whole nine anything that we bring in so uh usa main manufactured vehicles would also be affected right so uh, it doesn't matter if you have if you're the only way you can avoid this is to have American your suppliers steel. be here to have your manufacturing be here, to have every aspect of your process be here because Correct. you're going to incur additional costs, even if you do produce vehicles here in some way. So how does this affect the automotive industry? How does this affect stocks? How does this you know, tie in? If this were to be enacted, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull some estimates based off uh, NBC News uh, economic article that they had. If this were to be enacted, it's estimating that car sales could plunge by as much as 2 million vehicles a year. Yes. That's an enormous number. With that being, with that loss of 2 million sales per year, you're looking at roughly 715 Americans whose jobs could be hit, either lost, impacted, affected, however you want to look at it. Maybe you're a part-timer and your hours get cut. Things of that nature. The big overall factor then, the GDP of the United States dropping by $62 billion. Mm-hmm. This isn't this is an extreme, extreme example, obviously. But it gets a point across that then if you're looking at auto manufacturer stocks and you're looking at where they're sitting and where they're positioned. A loss like this across the board is going to tank their stock. 
a loss of 2 million sales across the board. You're going to see a drastic drop in overall profit. Right. Essentially is what it is. Right. And so in that case, that would be something I would look at and say, maybe I stay away from this market for a little bit. Yep. Maybe I stay away from this sector. Maybe I don't invest in, you know, any of these companies because I don't want to risk that this actually goes through and then I get screwed. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that we can look at. So now that you mentioned it, let's, let's think about what would you do in this situation? If, I mean, now this has happened, I guess. Right. So before this went into effect, if you own the stocks at that point, I would sell it. Um, so say you own Ford. I mean, they get a lot of stuff shipped in. So say you own Ford. Uh, I'm going to use whole numbers because I haven't researched their exact stock prices. Let's say they're at $20, right? I think they're not anywhere near that. But what I'm saying is you see on the news politicians are looking to potentially add a tariff of 25%. At that point, I would probably dip out of Ford because it's, it's too much of a gamble, too much of a risk. Because once that got passed through, say at that point, now they would drop based off of investors being uh, scared, they're going to drop maybe $3. So you're at 17 bucks, not a huge loss, whatever. But once that tariff takes effect, the next quarter is released to profits earned and they show a huge decrease. Investors will start pulling out, thus plummeting that stock drastically. That's where you'll see a huge drop. So now that stock's at a very low. So then you'd probably pay more attention. All right, how long is this tariff going to go on for? Is it forever going to be this way? Or is the current president just using this to strong arm other countries to start paying their fair share whenever we give them product, which essentially is what they are theoretically wanting to do, right? right. So once that's done, then you then you have to kind of weigh out, okay, if I still want to do forward, is now the time to purchase it because it's going to go up because I think that the other, you know, countries are going to give in and they're going to do as we're asking, I guess. Um, you can take that route. Now, for me, I probably wouldn't go that way. That's a very uh, risky way, in my opinion, and it's also very uh, you're you're putting too much pressure on everyone else. So what I would look at is like companies like Carvana, CarMax. Used cars are now going to be up and coming. They're going to be big because new cars are expensive. Any parts companies that happen to be public. O'Reilly's, um, yep. Auto Parts, all that type of stuff, or AutoZone. You'll want to look at those stocks because before the tariff comes out, they're going to be flatlined. They're going to be at their normal stock price because hopefully investors are not thinking of that. So if I were sitting, I saw the same so same scenario. I saw that on the news. They're coming out with a 25% tariff. I would then be like, okay, I see that new cars are going to decrease based off of research. So what's going to increase? Part Used sales. cars. Part Used sales. Cars. Service. That's where people are going to have to go because they're still ultimately going to need cars. Okay. So what cars do that well? Carvana, CarMax. I would then start putting my funds towards that because that's where people will start going to. And they're also going to go to third party. So they're just going to buy them from other people, but you can't put money on people. So I would start investing there. The other issue that Zach just mentioned, what happens with used cars? Well, you have more issues than you do with new cars. So invest in auto parts. Uh, but again, auto parts you are going to have to keep an eye on because they're also going to get the tariff because the tariff's not just on cars. It's also on steel, aluminum, It's plastics. on anything that you need to make the vehicle. Correct. So I would probably research a little, try to figure out, okay, is um, AutoZone making 100% USA made stuff? Everything's here. I can consider them. If not, then you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons. 
That's the that's the route I would take. See, that's that's I would differ a little bit on that because I think even if they're not making 100% USA made stuff, the average mm-hmm. consumer is still going to look at the cost of a part and then the cost of having a new car, and they're still going to lean towards that. Yeah, and the, it, I still think that even if you know, because they'll get hit by that tariff too. With everyone will anybody who has imports on this kind of stuff will. Um, even if they get hit with it, they're still going to weather the storm a little bit better than mm-hmm. manufacturers will just because, okay, people aren't going to want to make the investment on a new car. It's like when we had the recession in 2008, people didn't want to make the investment on a new vehicle. They'd rather make the investment on maintaining their old one because it's cheaper in the moment cheaper. Yeah. So... And I only say in the moment cheaper because sometimes if you have a car that's chronically broken, as I would say, over time, that's not cheaper than just buying the new one. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a little tidbit on that, not to dive too much into the automotive industry, but like you said, it's fantastic points. You have to look at not just, okay, well, these manufacturers are down. I'm out on that. Right. You have to look at, okay, where am I going now? Used exactly. cars, parts, you know, it's a great option. And for sports fans, I can give you an analogy. Oh, I'm excited for this. Think of this like a baseball game, right? The pitcher is essentially the politician throwing in what's about to happen. You, of course, are the batter. They don't, uh, they kind of don't want you to be on base, right? So take that out of it. But your ultimate goal is to get home, to run around the bases and come home. Where are you going to place that ball? A lot of people want to hit home runs. That's essentially what I'm saying by home runs. So I see the pitcher is going to go, you know, throwing a fastball. In this case, it's a tariff. Everything's going to go up in cost. The one thing I know is used cars can't because that's the value they're currently at. So I'm going for a home run. I'm going to, you know, swing really hard at this, and that's where I'm going to put my money. In Zach's situation, he's thinking, well, auto parts, okay? Auto parts, they are still getting fluctuated based off of the tariffs. So that fastball is coming down. I'm going to aim towards third base and try to hit it pretty far. Hopefully they don't catch it, right? So then he crushes one out of the park. He runs, and now he's on second base. The next batter up is an investor. This investor now is putting money somewhere else. So where's this investor going to put? Is he just like Zach or is he like me? If he's like me, he's going to hit a home run. And both of them will come in because used cars will go up. Once used cars are going up, sales overall is going to go up. Parts will have to be fixed and put on those cars. Or it's going to be another person like Zach. I think the parts are going to go up, so I'm going to do the same thing Zach just did. Except now I'm going to over, you know, uh, hit it over first because he just hit it over third. Sure. Whatever. So he hits it. Zach now gets home. That guy's on second base. Zach made money because he bought it at that high at that high at the time. That guy bought higher than what Zach bought. So Zach made profit, came home. So like I said, either way you really look at it, you're trying to hit for the fences. You're trying to go home. It's just the process of how do you get home. I'm taking a big gamble by swinging really hard, and it could be a pop fly and someone could catch it. Zach's being very strategic and thinking people need it anyways. So let's put it over somewhere in the field where there's open, and I can at least get on second base. Right. You're talking about the difference between a contact hitter and a power hitter. Exactly. So I I feel like that might be the best analogy you can u- utilize in something like this because ultimately Absolutely. you don't know what the pitcher's about to throw. You're just trying to hit the damn thing. Exactly. Um, so one thing that I have popped up, and this is – you know, I was talking to Zach. We're, we're really debating about opening up a website, but I think we're going to have to because I find a lot of articles like this that I find very beneficial because the one thing is 
the news, I'm not going to say sit here and puts fake news or lies. I really don't care. The one thing I do think is if it's not statistically proven when it comes to business, it's very not correct because business is tracked everywhere, no matter how you do it, especially public traded um, companies. They can't really fudge and hide a lot of things because they're right. somewhere in their financial statement. Um, so with that being said, I mean, there's a lot of reports showing companies and what happens to them and how, statistically speaking, we're able to fluctuate or utilize them. But an article was written not too long ago. Um, it was in 2017 of relationships among political instability, stock market returns and stock market uh, volatility. And it was a 30 page document um, that was written and it essentially describes how or if there's a correlation between the stock market and how that will play an effect in the stock. I'm not going to read all 30 pages between to the you. Stock market and politics yeah, yeah yeah that's what i meant stock market and politics um i'm not gonna read all of it to you because it's way too much info it would take literally probably like two days of actual recording uh but i will give you just a quick conclusion and a, a very quick overview from what i got so they're essentially just comparing uh how the stock market moves with big fluctuators in politics such as stuff like the tariff for an example would be there um and it essentially came to the conclusion that political instability was measured by different factors, such as strikes, assassinations, riots, demonstrations, government longevity, uh, government change, and different types. So pretty much um, what happens based off of all those things? Does it really fluctuate the stock market? And if so, how does it do it? Or what happens from it? And essentially what came from it is that they noticed that there was a correlation between the two. Uh, the measure of governments did increase level of exports uh, that have high positive effect on the stock market. So stuff like riots did play a huge effect, such as demonstrations played an effect. Strikes, of course, would play an effect with your union workers. Different government changes, such as, you know, um, whenever Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump was currently in the rain, it would go back and forth between was it going to be a blue board or a red board? So was it going to be uh, conservative or was it going to be um, democratic? And or liberal, um, and it played a huge effect with companies such as Lockheed Martin, a uh, big pharmaceutical company such as J Johnson Johnson, Eli Lilly, and that was mainly based off of if red wins, they're going to mainly be focusing on implementing changes in big pharma or helping big pharma out. Um, in Trump's situation, he wanted to decrease big pharma and essentially not technically hurt them, but make it more across the board and correct. And big farmers um, also been struggling too because of the opioid crisis and everything that happened there. They're paying out correct. hundreds of millions of dollars. Correct. So there's a lot of things hitting it. But think of once he was also up there on the platform discussing, he said he wanted to put a lot of money in our military. Mm -hmm. Companies you have to look at then is Lockheed Martin because they do a lot of contracts with our U.S. military. So they're going to go up. And once essentially he was elected president, those stocks started to trickle up. Once money was moved over and was given to the government, that's when Lockheed Martin skyrocketed. Big Pharma dipped down once the opioid crisis hit, and he essentially was trying to put some type of hold on big pharma companies. So it's situations like that. That's something that you have to pay attention. Now, if Hillary Clinton were to win at that point, then she was essentially wanting to cut military funds. Um, and again, we're keeping this very unbiased. We are not going to state our opinion. I'm just saying what her platform was. If that would have happened, then Lockheed Martin stocks would have dipped down because their contracts would have dipped down. The money, right. obviously, that would have came to them because one of their big 
contracts is the U.S. government. Yes, they do stuff outside of America, but the biggest contract they have is with the U.S. government. So if those um, were cut down, then their stock's going to be, you know, I'm not going to say cut in half, but it's going to dip down. And who knows what would have happened Big Pharma because I don't know her stance on that. Right. But that's essentially what they're stating in this. They're stating that in these big debates, that's when you can kind of foresee what's going to happen. Of course, you're not going to be 100%. It takes you right back to the baseball game. What are you going to do? Where are you going to bat? Are you going to bat at uh, Lockheed Martin or are you going to bat at Johnson Johnson? Right. So if you want to look at it, um, I'll try to find a way to post it on our Instagram or put it somewhere so you can see. But it's like I said, there's a lot of different scenarios they give and they show correlations between the two based off of date that the event happened to date that the stock market took a dip. Is there a correlation between the two? What's the standard deviation between the two? Is it uh, coefficient and how does it parlay into the fact of what's actually going on with uh, the politics? Right. And with that being said, we're getting towards the tail end of this. Uh, I do want to make a point for our episodes later on. We're going to talk about politics. We are not going to present bias or our opinions or anything on the matter. We're going to give you the facts and we're going to let you decide based off that information. And we'll try to get as much information uh, as possible from these studies that were done at big universities like this. That way you have actual information that's not skewed. Right. Um, and then the rest of it we can get from like census.gov because, again, that's something that they put out to us. And then, of course, all the numbers we get from companies are based off of their financial statements they release. So we try to make this 100% as unbiased and correct as possible, statistically speaking as well. Yep. Um, so whenever you do hear that, hopefully you don't get upset with what we're saying. Cause we're definitely not trying to put any views on you. We're literally just reading statistics. Right. So, so with that being said, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of watch the ticker. Uh, hope you have a wonderful day and hope you enjoy this episode. If there's anything you want to hear, feel free to slide into those DMS and let us know. Uh, like we always say, we're very flexible on what we want or what we do because we want to make content that caters to you. So, Perfect. Keep living the dream and keep making money. Take it easy.